0: I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, sauté some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. and it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com/etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. There are so many money secrets, tricks, and everyday money advice that I think you really need to know. This episode originally aired in early 2021, but now that we're mid-year, it's a good time for a refresh. The fact is, no one really talks about this stuff, and if they do, it's just brushed over because most people assume you already know this stuff or it isn't that important, not in this episode. I'm sharing the top 13 money secrets that nobody teaches you, but you should know so you can be in the know in this special summer reboot. And no, you don't have to keep these a secret anymore. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. I'm Shauna compton Game, and this is Millennial Money.
1: You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna compton Game where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, Money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. I've seen a lot over the past
0: 15 years working in the financial industry, meeting with clients, seeing the behind the scenes of people's money. And everyone from somebody who makes a million, five million, 10 million, worked with someone who made a hundred million dollars a year. Down to people who are just starting out, just in college or just out of college, making your first 20, 30, 40, $50,000. So I have really seen the gamut over the years. And I think it's kind of a privilege because being able to see behind the scenes, as I've talked about on many, many episodes, I'm able to really see the trends. I'm able to see what are some of the very similar things that happen person after person after person, regardless of how much money they make, how much debt they have, where they live, what their age is, what their career is. And it's kind of mind-blowing, honestly, because maybe that's the ultimate secret, that nobody really talks about that. Nobody really talks about what we have in common. Instead, What we talk about are sensationalized headlines, how we can make a quick buck investing, how we can pay off our debt or those people who paid off rapid amounts of debt in a very short period of time. But that doesn't work for everyone, right? Not everyone's in the same situation. We're all in different situations. But when it comes down to it, how we deal with money is very similar. and. I mean, it was really eye-opening to me and it took me a while to piece it together in my head to think, wow, I just work with that person, they have $100 million in assets and yet they still struggle and get tripped up with the exact same thing as that person that is just out of college and just trying to make their way, just trying to pay off some student loan debt, just trying to get set up as a human post-college. And so I thought, wow, like, I really think that everybody needs to know this. And so, a few years into my financial career, I started to read a lot of articles and like try to figure out: are people sharing about these things? And of course, the answer was not really. Because maybe they're not fancy, flashy headlines. Maybe they're not social media worthy sharing graphics and things like that that get all the likes and get all the attention. But if we're going to think about our money a little bit differently, if we're going to think about smart money steps to take, maybe we need to think away from all of the graphics that get all the likes and the shares and the crazy TikTok videos talking about you got to invest in this stock. I made 25% return. You get it, right? You get where I'm going here, but maybe we need to just come back a little bit and talk about some secrets that I think are life-changing. I think that you really need to know about. In fact, I think almost everybody needs to know about. So I put together a list of my top 13 and I had a lot more. <laughs> Turns out there are a lot of secrets we don't talk about, about money. <laughs> but I really pared it down to 13 because I thought, okay, these are the 13. If you can, if you can get these 13 and maybe you can start making a, some few small little changes with your money, these are the ones that are going to change things because these are the things that I've seen change other people's finances, other people who were trying to hit certain money goals year after year after year, just couldn't hit those goals until they made some of these little tweaks, if you will. they're like little aha moments they're just little nuggets of information that maybe might be really powerful in your life. All right, you with me let's let's go let's dive in okay, so number one is that it's not about what you earn, it's about what you spend. And this might seem like a tip that you you conceptually like, okay, I get it, I get it. But do you actually get it? Because we focus so much, especially in this country, on what you earn that you have not quote unquote made it until you've earned a $100,000 or half a million dollars or a million dollars. And sometimes we have in our head that we want to make a certain amount of money and we actually don't even know why. <laughs> Which is crazy if you think about it. So one of the questions I used to ask people when I worked one-on-one with clients was, "Why do you want to make that amount of money?" And it was a head scratching moment. What do you mean, Shana? What? If, well, I want to make this amount of money because this is the amount of money that I think somehow makes me successful. But does it make you successful? Does hitting that dollar amount change anything for you financially? If you hit that dollar amount. Is suddenly like, you know, the spotlight going to shine down on you and all of your money problems go away? I'm not sure about that. Maybe if we back out a little bit, we figure out exactly how much money you need to make for the lifestyle you want to live, and then we figure out what are the roadblocks in the way of getting you there. That's a different conversation. You see where I'm going here? So it's not so much about what you earn, but it is about what you spend. What are you spending your money on? Is what you're spending helping you fulfill or get you closer to the life you want to live? Or is it just paying off bills? And it's okay if you say, well, right now it's just paying off bills. That's cool. That's okay. That's a start. See, when we start to have these aha kind of awakening moments, if you will, around money, that's when the awareness starts. That's the place we can cultivate change. So if we're just even in the aha moment of, okay, I get it. It's not so much what I earn, it's what I spend and what I spend my money on. Where is your money going? But now I can look at where I'm spending my money and say, is this helping me get closer to the life I want to live? Or is it just going to pay off bills? If it's just going to pay off bills, okay, how do I get those bills paid off faster? Or how do I maybe rearrange those bills in a way that my life, my money is a little bit more balanced? It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be, again, a magical occurrence, but you're already starting to shift in your brain the thinking around earning money versus spending money. And that's really where the change starts to happen, when you can look at your money from your that perspective, not totally focused on, I've got to make this amount of money or coasting when suddenly you get a pay raise and you're like, man, ah, I wanted to make $100,000. I'm making $100,000 now. Life is good. No, 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 no. We need to look at what you're spending. Is it moving you to the life you want to live? All right. So number two secret. This is a small one, but this is a secret you got to know about. <laughs> You can negotiate for a lot of things in life. And one of the things that I think is really a silly thing to pay for that you can actually negotiate for are credit card annual fees. You know, we haven't talked about credit cards a lot in the last year because we're not all traveling and that's primarily we use a credit card for the points and things like that. But I still think it's important to talk about Credit cards in this way, so a lot of credit cards that have po- points and some that even have cash back will charge you an annual fee. It's typically around ninety bucks ish. Some of the other cards have them all the way up to like four or five hundred dollars. But listen, I want to tell you a secret. If you call the credit card company and you say, "Ah, oh, I really love this card, but I really hate this annual fee. Is there any way that I can get this annual fee waived? so that I can continue to be a customer? Nine out of 10 times. There's one time, one time in the past 12 years that I've not been able to get my annual fee waived. One time. So the second question is, well, why does that matter? Well, if we're going to start thinking about our money differently, if I dropped 95 bucks right in front of your feet right now, would you bend over and pick it up? I hope, (laughs) I hope the answer is yes, that you would bend over and pick it up, right? It's just more money. We're just thinking about our money differently. We're positioning our money differently. Again, it's coming back to how we're spending our money. So let's just spend our money smarter. All right. Secret number three, your credit score is worth more than you think. Now I rolled out of college and I had a pretty great credit score. In fact, Most of my 20s, I had a pretty awesome credit score. I mean, I had credit cards, I owned a house, I had loans on my car, I had a student loan, so I I had debt. I did have debt, but I had this bitchin' credit score. (laughs) It was awesome. And if you're new to the credit score world, your credit score typically ranges from 300 to 850. Anything 740 plus is really like the prime range. That's kind of the range that you want to be in. So why does your credit score matter? Well, there's lots of reasons. The most obvious is that it helps you save hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime because the better the credit score, the lower the interest rate you're going to get on all sorts of things, home loans, car loans potentially credit cards, you name it. So higher credit score, lower interest rate. That is the dynamic, the primo relationship that you're looking for. But there are other ways your credit score matters. Landlords use your credit score. If you're renting, they're looking at your credit score. And sometimes they're making a determination, potentially not to rent you or raising the amount of down payment that you have to put when you rent. There are also employers looking at your credit score and they're making some sort of maybe potentially unfair judgment about you based on that credit score. So your credit score is definitely worth more than you think. Spend some time cultivating a good credit score. Pay down your debt. Get everything in the range that it needs to be to really boost your credit score. And I'm just going to say this out loud. One of the best ways to boost your credit score is to just get more credit. I know that might seem like a really unpopular opinion, but if I have one card and I'm almost maxed out on my one card, if I add another card in, and let's say I don't even charge anything on that card, right? But maybe I spread out the amount of debt I have between two cards now, I have effectively lowered what's called my credit utilization rate which is the number two way that I can raise my credit score. So there are lots of tricks that you can do with your credit score, right? But I want you to really think your credit score is definitely worth more than you think. All right, number four. This one's one of my favorites. (laughs) Most, and I'm using air quotes here, but you can't see it, but let's just pretend you can see it. Most wealthy people, have at least three streams of income. So the wealthiest people that I have worked with, um, and I'm talking wealth in terms of dollar amounts in this scenario, I believe that wealth is a lot more than just money. It's the quality of life you're living. It's your health. It's your friends. It's what you do in your downtime. To me, that creates a wealthy life. But let's just talk about it right now in terms of money. So most wealthy people I've ever seen have at least three streams of income. Most do not at all retire on their 401k, IRA, or Roth. The wealthiest people I know, that's like pocket change, the 401k, the IRA, or the Roth. And not. I'm not saying that to tell you not to build those things up because that's not true at all. Sock that money away. Build up those retirement plans. Take that tax advantage while you can. It's It's fantastic. But what I am telling you is, to think beyond maybe just your job. Are there opportunities to have rental income? Could you start a business or a side business? Can you get good at uh, stock investing and make make some money off that? Uh, there, are, There's so many different ways to think about it, but I want you to think about streams or buckets of income. Let's get some of those flowing because... I don't want you working 100 hours a week. That's not what I'm saying here. But if we have these other streams of income, it gives us a lot of options in life. And options in life is freaking fantastic because you can do what you want to do to some degree, right, when we have these options. So this is a slow build. This is a build over time. Building streams of income, again, doesn't happen overnight. But I just want you to conceptually think about that and think about Maybe there are some ways that you can add in even another extra stream of income in your life right now. Maybe it's something that uh, you're you're overlooking. I don't know. It's different for each of us. But that's definitely a secret I want you to know. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding? I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com/etm. That's M O N A R C H M O N E Y.com/etm for your extended 30-day free trial. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earning a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under Podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under Podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnincom slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is. the only way you get 20% off is to go to com slash ETM and enter code ETM at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash ETM. Go to joindeliteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. All right, secret number five. This is going to be a fast one. Your car, a new car, a brand new car that you buy, that you love. That has everything in it, all the bells and whistles. The minute you drive that car down the driveway off the lot, it depreciates in value. And by depreciate, I mean it loses value. Somewhere between 10 and 30%, depending on the car. So if you were to drive around the block, drive back up the driveway, come back to the lot, and try to resell that same car that you have probably only put five miles on, you would get a lot less money for that exact same car than you just bought it for. (laughs) So, again, if we're thinking about how are we spending our money, could you buy a car that's maybe a year old? The same car. Maybe it's six months old. Maybe it only has a couple hundred miles on it. Maybe it only has a couple thousand miles on it. But it's a lot less expensive. So when I get in that car and I drive it off the lot, my car does not lose that much value. Maybe you care. Maybe you don't care. It's a little secret that not too many people talk about because, hey, we love new cars. But guess what? The new used car still has that same beautiful, beautiful new car spell in it, and it costs you a lot less. So just a little food for thought. All right, number six. This is this is a big one. All right, I want you to hear this one loud and clear. You can recover. From any money mistake, I have seen some pretty, pretty big money mistakes. I have made some pretty, pretty big money mistakes. I've been in debt. I got divorced and lost everything. Going back to secret number five, I bought a car, a brand new car that was far too expensive. And it killed me to pay it off. I got an MBA from a prestigious school that had a prestigious price tag associated with it. And I'm still paying off that debt, almost done, almost done. But there are so many money mistakes. They could be little, they could be big things. And when they happen, they feel huge. Why did I make that mistake? Why did I do that again? And you just beat yourself up over and over and over again. And it's not necessary. So I want you to forgive yourself For any money mistake that you might just be holding on to right now. And I also want you to accept that you're going to make more in the future. It's not good enough to just say, well, I made that mistake in the past. I'm never going to make that mistake again. You don't know. You don't know what's ahead of you in life. So just kind of greet your money mistakes with open arms and say, hey, hi, how are you? Look, here's the deal. I don't really like that you happened, but you happened. Okay, so we're going to figure our way through it. So you just sit there quiet in the corner. And I'm going to be okay, I'm going to make my way through it, and I may come back to you eventually in the future, but I'm going to really try not to. But if I do, I'm just going to say hi again, and we're going to go through that same process. All right, so let's just take the pressure out of money mistakes, because it's okay. All right, number seven, how you were raised dramatically impacts the money decisions you make. So think about questions like this. What role did money play in your childhood? And be honest with yourself. We all grew up in different circumstances, different situations. But what role did money play in your childhood? How did your parents or the people who raised you talk about money? What was the vocabulary, the language, the tone, the feeling around money when you were growing up? That all matters. And can you see any parallels... From your childhood to now, how you still think about money, how you react to money, maybe some of the things you do or don't do with your money. Can you see any parallels there? Maybe you made a dramatic change. Maybe your childhood was one certain way and now you're going completely the opposite way. But maybe you need some sort of balance between the two. I don't know. These are questions to ask yourself. But I want you to really understand that how you were raised – does impact the money decisions that you make. And until you have some sort of aha awareness around it, it may be keeping you stuck in certain patterns that just aren't serving you any longer. All right, money secret number eight. You must figure out how to grow your money above inflation. Now, if inflation is a new concept to you, I just want you to think about it this way. So if I bought a bottle of water today and I buy a bottle of water two years from now, that bottle of water is probably most likely going to cost more between now and the future. That is inflation, right? The price is inflating. It's going up. So inflation is typically around 2 2.5% to 3% in the United States. But think about it this way. If you have a bank savings account, like at one of the big banks, That's typically paying around 0.01, 0.02%, maybe 0.03% if you're lucky. If you have your money in a high yield savings account, maybe you're earning one and a half to two and a quarter percent, somewhere around that range. But if inflation is two to three percent, we need to get our cash higher. We need to get some of it growing higher than inflation so that our money can keep lifting us up, right? so that it can keep elevating our net worth. So we need to think about ways. Could we invest in real estate? Could we invest in general? What are some of the options we have to take some of our money, not all of our money? We, need, we just need some of it to grow past inflation. That's going to help us have lots of options in the future. All right, secret number nine. <sighs> You could lose it all quickly. You could lose it all quickly. So don't get your ego involved. Again, I the beauty of seeing so many people behind the scenes, what's happening with their money is that you see all the good stuff, all the really incredible stuff, but you also see all the stuff that isn't so great. And there have been so many times, I can't, I can't even count them. Where people thought that they were in a great situation, great income, great cash flow, had a house, maybe had a business, you name it. Something happened and they lost part of it, all of it, majority of it. I've seen every different scenario. And a lot of times it's because we get to this place where we feel comfortable. I'm making a certain amount of money or my investments are doing well or fill in the blank. Maybe I married somebody who has some cash and I feel, ah, now I can just be comfortable and just relax. But the thing is, is you can't because life has lots of twists and turns and you can't see that far in the future. So that's why you need to do some preparation stuff. That's why things like car insurance and life insurance and renter's insurance, all of those insurance, (laughs) That's why those matter. It's why you need a will. It's why you need to think about estate planning, even if you feel like you don't have an estate. It's just why you need even an emergency fund. Call it a a just-in-case fund, whatever you want to call it. It's the reason why you need to do some of these things and take some of these precautions around your money because... Things can happen. Now, I don't want it to happen to you. I really don't. But I would have to say that of all the people I've met in the entire world, most of us have had some degree of losing it (laughs) with our finances. So don't get your ego involved. Don't think that just because the scenario or situation you're in now is the way it's going to always stay. Do the work. Build the foundation. Think about how you're spending your money. And just... When you do those things, like you don't have to stress about it as much, right? You can just sleep better. You can just feel better knowing that you're prepared, at least in general, for when stuff happens. Money secret number 10. Money has the potential to ruin more relationships and friendships, and that is truth. You may have experienced this. I know I have for sure. So it's really important just to learn how to openly communicate and ask for help when you need it. We've had so many different episodes, particularly in the last couple of months, about money and relationships. How do you have those awkward conversations? How do you do money as a couple? All of that really matters. And I find that communication is really at the core. It's it's not easy to talk about money. It's not easy to talk about your mistakes. It's not easy to talk about things that you're you're afraid of or that you don't understand. That's a big one. But it's important because we want to keep our friendships and our relationships really strong. And I really think that if we all just learned how to have a little bit of freedom around the good stuff with our money but also the bad stuff with our money there's a human element there there's a connector because we've all experienced good and bad when it comes to our money so i think if we can meet each other on a human level that's really where those aha moments are and maybe some of those relationships can be cultivated in a stronger way maybe they can be um i don't know reshaped Maybe some relationships actually need to go. Maybe the, the communication is like, hey, this isn't working. We're on like two very different planes of thinking here. And so it's just not going to work. That's okay too, right? But that communication is really important. Money secret number 11. Everybody has money worries. You aren't unique and you aren't alone. And I've got a lot of questions lately around money anxiety. And I wish I had some sort of secret, some sort of secret or magical remedy for you. And I don't, because truth be told, I still have money worries. I still have to do my money mindset work every single day. I still have to work on my anxiety around money. I am a person where I. Focus so intently on numbers. If I see numbers, I start adding and subtracting in my head. And before I know it, I'm down this like spiral where suddenly all of my money has evaporated. And that's not even truth. That's all a lie. None of that will even happen, but that's just what happens in my body and in my brain. So I have to do a lot of preventative measures from that happening. I go to therapy. I'm a big proponent of therapy. There's nothing wrong with therapy. I think there are lots of cool ways right now to go to therapy and to have therapy that is less expensive. But talking to somebody else is really important, particularly around money, because it is really stressful. And so I think just the first thing is acknowledging that money is stressful. That money freaks us out. That money makes us angry and pissed and Some days I just want to lay in bed and I really don't want to have to add anything or subtract anything. I don't want to have to see numbers. I don't want to have to think about business or making money or anything like that. And that's okay. It's okay. But I think we can't stay in that place of extreme anxiety around money. And the only way I've found to start to move past that is to just start taking some little bitty steps every day. Maybe your little bitty step is just to look at your bank account balance. Maybe your little bitty step is to figure out your credit score. Maybe your little bitty step is to call and try and get your annual fee on your credit card waived. I don't know. It's different for all of us. But those little steps really do help. So I want you to just know that if you have money worries, you're so not alone. You're also not unique that all of us share that common bond together And that you're going to get through it. I promise you. All right. All right. So we've got two more. Money secret number 12. This is a fun one. So payment plans exist for almost anything. And my favorite thing that they exist for is medical bills. So just ask. If you have to go to the hospital, if you have to have your wisdom teeth removed or you have five cavities in your mouth, whatever it may be, and suddenly you get the most massive medical bill, Now, talk about money anxiety moment, right? (laughs) That's a freak out moment. But I want you to call whoever that bill is with. Tell them, hey, I need a payment plan. I cannot pay this thing in full. And there's always a way to work out a payment plan. Always, always, always. So just ask the question, And don't let it go to collections just because you feel like you can't pay it. That's the worst scenario. If it does, it's okay. You can recover. Remember, we can recover from our money mistakes. No big deal, right? But if we can avoid it in the first place, if we can work out a payment plan that works with the money we've got right now. Let's try to do that first so that we don't have that anxiety around that bill that we know at least we're taking care of it. But I want you to know there's always a payment plan for almost anything. You just got to ask the question. Okay, we've come to the end. (laughs) Number 13, secret. I like this. This is We're going to kind of put a bow on this, right? So the key to money success to me is just like making a pizza. And I don't know about you, but I love pizza. If I could live off of pizza, burgers, and tacos, I would be the happiest person ever, seriously. And I can't pick which of those three, I love more. It kind of depends on what mood I'm in. Now, if you listen to my intro over and over and over again on episodes, you know that I love burgers. <laughs> I love burgers. Burgers and French fries, go-to meal. That is my idea of luxury in this world. But uh, tacos. I'm a hard shell taco girl, man. You make me a hard shell taco, I am forever your friend <laughs> And pizza. I'm gluten-free, so I've been eating exclusively gluten-free for the past two years, and I make a mean gluten-free pizza. In fact, if you came over and had pizza in my place and I served you my pizza, I dare you to figure out that it is gluten-free. So yes, let's get back to the point, right? <laughs> Key to money success, just like making a pizza. Your crust is the foundation. That is your money mindset. That is how you think, act, and feel about money. That's all the stuff from your childhood. It's all of it. It's money anxieties, it's worries, all of it. That's my crust. My sauce, money tips, money strategies, all of that, all of the how to's around money. That is the sauce. The toppings, is the vision that you have for your life. What do you want your life to look like? That is how you're going to put all of those beautiful toppings together, right? When you put all of these three things together, you have harmony. So we have our money mindset. We are processing through how we think, act, and feel about money. We got the sauce. We got all the tips. We got all the strategies the strategies that are going to work for our life. And then we've got the toppings. We've got our vision. We can see our life. We know where we're going. Even if it's a little fuzzy or a little blurry, we still got that vision. We put those three things together. We have pizza harmony. I'm telling you. It's money harmony. It's pizza harmony. It's the best thing you're ever going to taste. So my friends, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. This was a super fun one for me. Pick one of these things. If you only get one takeaway from this episode, I'm okay with it. Share some of these with your friends. Don't let these secrets be secrets anymore. And I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode.
1: Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode,